a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Put my hands like just put my hands right here like this. That's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But if you do that, and I'll put the hat to kind of mostly cover, but like leave a little bit of a peak. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Wait, just, wait. Were we mm. were we playing to bring in the fireman's axe mm. for this part, or mm. was that for the next month? Oh, this is uh. So right now, yeah. I I think we'll do the fireman. Uh, that was. August, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for July, was it the swimsuit one? Yeah, like the, and then you're gonna have like a, a lollipop, and I'll be like that girl on the copper tone bottle with a dog pulling my shorts down, and you can see my pert little cheeks. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I we, we good good thing I still have the sunscreen all over, um, my body. You right look now, good, man. I, you're that's, glistening. That's good look. Thank yeah. you. They yeah. they didn't um, have any suntan oil, so I'm just covered in olive oil. But no one can, I mean. Can't really tell, that's, right? That's why I brought my own. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I actually, I actually think that's a good flex. You, you look great, man. Thank you. Um, but I think <clears throat> so. If you put it in your hand, mm. put your hand kind of under it. I think it kind of helps uh, prop it, kind of like a push-up bra, but for men, <laughs> uh, to to help the size a little bit. Yeah. That okay. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That, I that need, looks great. I need you to I, look closer and make double sure that I'm doing it right. All right. I'm I'm getting under a little bit. Scoot your hand a little bit closer uh, to your backside. Okay. Um, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that looks great. That's man. That if I were looking at this calendar, I would get heated just for it that. It does look great. Yeah. Thank you. This wow, is, that's good advice. You know, you know a thing or two. Yeah. Well, I've done this a handful of times myself. <laughs> Apparently. Speaking of yeah. handful, thank you. I mean, that was really good advice. I feel like you, I like what you're working with too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, it's it's not too bad. I've I've actually got a prosthetic on right now. Can I get a uh, uh, Can I get a towel? It's a little too much baby oil. Thanks. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of concerned about the flash uh, with the glisten of this oil. I'm I'm hoping in post they can fix it. Oh, you look we'll dazzling. See. That's the point, right? You you sure? Yeah, you I mean it's so? it's basically you're supposed to just stun the viewer. I mean they, yeah, I want them but, to look at February and just pass out. Yeah. And I mean, assuming that they go month by month as they're as it was intended, um, I'm, I'm thinking that by the time they get to this July section, they're just going to be blown away. The 2002 is going to I mean, whoa, 2020 is going to blow everyone away. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, I, we, we thought about having the glasses for for January. Uh, I kind of forgot about that. We should potentially go back and have make that really dumb pun about the glasses. Uh, but it's. Um, it's not on our face like they usually would be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I like what we did. Um, we kind of used the same concept in February with the ski goggles. Oh, yeah, we uh, did. But we pivoted to mittens at the last minute, which I feel like is a good call. Just like one mitten yeah. over, the, over the end. Yeah, it, it it definitely made it warm since we had the AC so uh, cold in here. Um, that's my excuse, too. It's cold in here. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's why I look like that. That's, yeah, it's... <laughs> You know, as much as it's nice not to be sweated, I, I'm kind of concerned about for the May one where we were indicating that it's that you can finally swim because it's summer. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of concerned for that one um, 
about the shrinkage. Um, uh, I'm kind of concerned that, and also kind of the optical illusion in water. It sometimes makes things look smaller. Uh, it kind of concerns me a little bit. I'll, I'll talk to someone about. Um, I mean, we have play, we have a whole team of photoshoppers. This is this is That's not true. all bad. Twenty twenty sexy calendar edition. I mean, we're gonna have. There's so much editing is gonna go into these things. It's barely even gonna look like us. So, I, I think we can get that fixed. Yeah, I'm. I'm Holy shit! I'm oh guilt. my god, it's six thirty. Uh, Pierre. Yeah, I, we. It's like we have to record. We completely missed our appointment. So. Yeah, we got to go to the studio. Yeah, I mean, we'll wrap this up now. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I know we didn't get all the way to December, but it's kind of we kind of run out of time here. So we'll be back uh, next week. I, we'll uh, get to my agent. We'll talk to my agent. All right. I'm <clears throat> sorry about that. Yeah, I just uh, hey, can you hang my shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it right here. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I I might have used this as a. Uh a rag at some point uh for my sweat i'll just go shirtless i'll just record okay i mean i I usually do record shirtless so no big deal yeah that's probably a better move anyways uh welcome welcome to uh you kind of caught us in the middle of something sorry we forgot uh we forgot it was recording time we were a little bit distracted but uh hey it's episode 15 of not all bad and i'm your host zach andrews and this is paul messman Uh, this is your first time listening to the show um first of all we are just so sorry oh boy uh, caused that just, a pretty weird moment, honestly. Yeah, terribly sorry. Uh, if if this is your first time listening to the show, and, and even if you hate it, I really need you to go back and listen to episode fourteen, or that entire intro sequence will be lost on you. Yeah, and that's, that's just a waste of our time and yours. Yeah, so don't be, uh, don't allow that to happen. That'd be real weird if they uh, didn't experience fourteen, because that's gonna be. <laughs> whew, yeah. Um, yeah, whew. we really laid that one on thick. But um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, they're not the only. Thing if this thick. is. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, um, here's how it's going to go down. So we each take a turn ranting on a topic that we have hand-selected for today. And then we work together to rant on another topic that we randomly draw. And then we end the show on a positive note by ranting yet again, except this time on things that made us happy instead of angry. That's actually why we call it Not All Bad, isn't it, Zach? Uh, no, no. Oh, it's uh, not? that's you completely un- misunderstood the metaphor. It's I, I won't even bother if if you don't if you were that off the mark. I'm not even going to bother explaining it to you. Oh You've already embarrassed yourself that's, enough. Ooh, well, uh, I'm going to just move on from that because that's really embarrassing. Before I lose my job, um, <laughs> so if you guys uh, so choose, if you want to submit topics, don't forget that you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail dot com. Submit your random rants with. Uh, random rant topic in the subject line also if you just have some feedback on the show want to talk to us uh we enjoy friends or if you have suggestions for that a sexy calendar since we had to reschedule the second uh half of the year um Mm -hmm. that way you can give us your feedback about what you'd like to see in the calendar what uh, kind of themes you'd like for like october uh, what kind of sexy um spooky things you'd like to see just let us know (laughs) sexy and spooky that's how we do that's how we do things that's, here. Yeah, generally, that's pretty consistent. Like us on SoundCloud. Please, God, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Uh, I noticed somebody, uh, a little sneaky somebody, left a rating on iTunes, another five stars, but no review. So if that was you, thank you. I don't know who would have done that, but I uh, appreciate it. So now we're, we got one more I checked the other day. So that's really cool. Thanks. Uh, we're also on Google Play and Spotify as well. 
I am done <laughs> pretending right. to be in a sexy calendar shoot. So uh, last time, Paul, I went first, so I think it's your turn, and uh, we'll have you kick it off with the random rants today. I'm sorry, not the random rants, the prepared rants. All right, yeah, I can absolutely do that. So, <clears throat> Zach, there's a trend I've been noticing that bothers me quite a bit. It's really peculiar. It's that people are so willing to spoil movies or TV shows or anything online or in person that like the expectation that you have to see something the second that's available seems like the primary motivator for watching something what comes out. Just that like I mean I I don't even watch Game of Thrones as I'm sure if anyone's listened to a couple episodes ago when I attempted I think it was 13, uh, to explain yeah. uh what was happening uh in Game of Thrones like what we were anticipating uh, I believe the tagline cl- was so many dwarves, so many elves, only one throne. <laughs> yes. Um, and like, I don't, I, up until this season of Game of Thrones, I've been on Twitter for a while. People didn't seem that keen on spoiling what's going on. But I'll tell you what, I know the intimate details now of every single thing happening in Game of Thrones. And I'll also tell you what, I've utilized Twitter's mute function to mute the words Game of Thrones to mute the uh, abbreviation GOT to mute the character names of anyone I could come up with because I don't <laughs> even know that many and I muted like 10 of them but that clearly wasn't enough even with all those mutes up I saw so much about the show and I it's not a huge deal to me because you know I, I'm I'm not even I'm not sympathetic to people who are like me who are like it's been years, but I swear I'm going to start it this weekend. Like, it's, that's ridiculous. And it's like, like, if you, to a certain extent, if someone spoils season one of Game of Thrones, it's like, it's my own fault. It's been years. But, <laughs> right. it's like, at the same time, I see, I don't even know what time it starts, like 8 or 9 p.m. Eight, on Sundays. Yeah, well, Eight. it's started. It's over now, Paul. It's all, and people, it's all dead and gone. It is. But people are just live tweeting spoilers. It's, okay, I will say... I have a certain amount of sympathy for people who make dumb jokes or memes about it. Like, I kind of get that. Although I still think they should wait, like, at least a few days. But, like, there's certain people who are just like, wow, I can't believe this happened. (laughs) And I just kind of feel like, do you not have friends that you can text individually about this? Do you not have, like, a group text of people that have either watched this or will at some point watch this that you can talk to about it? Because you were just spraying that out into the public for anyone to see. And I imagine that a lot of people don't have the opportunity to watch it live. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I mean, it's... I will say, people were kind of good with Avengers Endgame for about two days, and then it was just off to the races, and it was just every single possible spoiler. And it was like, the fact that we congratulate people for waiting two days, when like the clearly most people like still had to wait to see the movie till like the next week. It's just like you can't see people or go onto the internet until you've seen something. If you want to guarantee that you don't see a spoiler. It isn't, it is indeed ridiculous. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with what you're saying here. It's getting me a little bit riled up too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know, it's funny. Cause like some people get like a sick twisted joy out of spoiling it. Um, so I'm, I'm about to spoil Star Wars The Force Awakens, which came out like four or five years ago. So like, if you don't want to hear it, skip ahead like 30, 40 seconds. Yeah, bump that uh, skip ahead 15 seconds button a couple times if you're on iTunes. Yeah. 
So one of my before we saw it, one of my friends went on to he was just Instagram, and there was ESPN fo- posted a photo of something unrelated to Star Wars, and the top comment on ESPN photo on Instagram was. Han is killed by his son, Kylo, <laughs> which spoils both the fact that Han dies and that his son is Kylo Ren. And that all happened within <laughs> like a sentence. That's it's just like, like the most interesting part of that movie anyway, too. Yeah, exactly. What an yeah. And asshole. it, yeah. And that happened like, I think before the movie even came out. Cause I think I somehow people, I think movie makers have become a little bit more aware of the issue because there was, there was a couple year period where like, even before a movie came out, spoil, I mean, this still happens sometimes, but like everything about a movie, if you looked for it, you could find it online. And even if you weren't looking for it, someone would find you online. Um, (laughs) But like, so to some extent before a movie comes out, Things have gotten a little bit better that you don't have to be as worried about seeing a spoiler just randomly before a movie comes out. But I'll tell you what, it, movies usually come out technically Friday, but then it's like Thursday kind of. It used to be Thursday midnight releases and then some... Sounds like Thursday 6 p.m. or something So at some point several years ago, uh, they decided to make it earlier on Thursday, so it's kind of pointless to even pretend like it's a Friday release. But regardless... It, it, should, it should be Friday, though. Like, who is going to want to 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 watch a movie on a Thursday night? Like, I have work tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And so... Um, and that that's the thing, though, is, like, if you... Let's say you have plans for Friday night, but there's a movie that you care about that's coming out that weekend. Well, good luck avoiding finding out what happens on... Um, on Saturday morning because it's going to be everywhere. Right. Friends are going to be texting you about it and act like it's your not for no fault for not having seen it. And everyone on the internet is going to be talking about it. it's, it's gotten ridiculous. I even, I was reading something about how like back in the day, there used to be some rule about like, you don't openly talk about movie spoilers until like something like 10 years out from a movie. So like officially I like not heard that I, it was, in, it was someone like Quentin Tarantino talking about, it. I forget who exactly. But the idea being that like something like The Sixth Sense has been out for a few decades at this point, mm-hmm. and so it's fair game to spoil that. Like, it's not fair for you to be like, "But I was gonna watch it right after this podcast." Like at this right. point, like if I want to ruin what happened, I've even seen that movie, but I know exactly how it ends. Same, yeah, because, like, same. <laughs> that's part. Of, that's part of the culture at this point. But like, there's a certain point where it's like it's fair. Like like a decade or two afterwards, it's like, all right, if you haven't seen it, like, I'm sorry, we can talk about this, but. That somehow got moved to like, like, boy, it's been a week and you haven't, still haven't seen it. Like, it's your own fault if I tell you what happened. Like, I, know, I don't know right? when that shift happened. But I again, I'll reiterate what I said at the top of this, which was what happened to just talking to your friends about the ending of a movie once they've seen it. Why do you have to post it online for no engagement? Because it's a lot of people that I follow on different social medias that are posting about it with no engagements like why are you live tweeting this like it's a sporting event because sporting events is the one thing where it's like if you're not watching it live like bummer what's the point like yeah exactly (laughs) but because that's a complicated thing i've known some people who are like don't you dare tell me who won that like football game last night it's like who are you kidding like it's (laughs) (laughs) that happened it's a live event yeah (laughs) but but like Beyond that, like, why do you need to live tweet what's happening in a show or movie? I just don't understand. It's getting kind of frustrating. I've got a lot of points uh, to get through on this whole concept. 
Mm-hmm. First of all, there's a, I, I think to answer your question of why people do that now, and it's, it's people suddenly for no reason at all just blurt out major spoilers with no creative workarounds or anything like that. They just say what happens in a tweet or something. I think a lot of that's because there's a lot of cultural pressure to just be the first person to see something. It's kind of like hipster mentality taken to the extreme. I don't really have mm-hmm. much more to say on that idea, but I think that's probably the cause. Uh, and it sucks. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who I passionately hate spoilers. I, I can't stand them because it's, it's kind of weird because first of all, I'm not, there's very few media franchises that I actually care about anyway. So there's not yeah. a lot of things. I, I can't even pull one off the top of my head right now where a spoiler would upset me. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones was probably one of them, but I managed to avoid a majority of the spoilers. I didn't start watching the show until really late, but I had forgotten everything that had been spoiled to me anyway by the time I started watching. So I managed to avoid spoilers for the majority of Game of Thrones, which was great. But I just like there's something about I always want to consume a piece of media for the first time. Like it's my very first time. I want nothing to be spoiled. I want to like go in completely innocent, like a brand new, a freshly born babe. You know, I I want to every, every, every aspect of the experience, the sound, the story, the cinematography. I don't want to have any bias one way or the other. Like if you tell me the slightest hint about something to me, I consider that a spoiler if it's something I care about because I I want my experience to be completely untainted. I don't want to be biased in any way. I want to experience everything with a completely fresh pair of eyes, you know? So I hate yeah. spoilers, totally. I hate them. Um, and I get where you're coming from where just Game of Thrones is the worst I have ever seen with this. Mm-hmm. And I've tweeted about Game of Thrones before and I've tweeted about it immediately after the episode has been released. So I'm not completely exonerated from guilt here, but I don't think that I've ever done an outright spoiler. I, I kind of talk around what's going on. And usually the things I have to say, like the things I have to say about real life are just completely non consequential. Anyway, they don't really have <laughs> anything to do with what's important, but I don't, I don't understand what it is about game of Thrones where that culture is just so prevalent of people just straight up spoiling it. And I agree that it's a problem. Um, I think Game of Thrones is worse than Endgame because Endgame yeah. kind of has like Avengers kind of has that whole culture of like it's constructed to avoid spoilers. Like all these PSAs from the actors within the movie saying like don't spoil Endgame and stuff like heroes don't spoil Endgame <laughs> stuff like that, you know. So I, f- I feel yeah. like that has something to do with it. But I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. And this it kind of reminds me of. So for a long time, and this is still sometimes an issue, I'm kind of taking this in a different direction a little bit. So yes, I kind of did experience that with Endgame. People seemed a little, generally a little bit better about avoiding spoilers, but it was only partially because of like an intentionally developed culture of, oh, we're going to try to keep this special for people. Yes. Um, and something, some, uh, some franchises like game of thrones don't seem to to own that but um, i think it also in defense of some people i think to some extent people i i like i said i haven't watched it people generally seem frustrated enough with the franchise in its last season of game of thrones <laughs> that people were kind of like does anyone really care at this point like this is dumb i i don't know that's just the vibe that that's, i got i, I would agree with season. that i think that's fair <laughs> 
Um, so maybe some of that was frustration from people, like more like tweeting, like, I'm confused about why they chose to do this. It's still not cool that they chose to be like, they did this, but like they're more tweet from like frustration. Right. But um, I will say for a long time, trailers for movies seem to be very heavy on spoilers. And so I'd avoid totally trailers. I, I, I don't watch trailers. I agree. Yeah. I will say, so for movies that I already know I want to see, I will avoid watching trailers. Exactly. I'll watch trailers totally. for a movie that I'm on the fence about, which means I probably don't care that much about it. Like, gates boil a little bit because i want to see if it's something i want to see right but like a lot of movies have gotten i i will i don't generally watch trailers for movies that i know i'll want to see which aren't like that many but like i'll avoid trailers but i will say that they've gotten better about with trailers almost intentionally misleading audiences by like deceptively cutting a trailer to make it seem like a movie something's gonna Mm -hmm. happen movie but then that doesn't happen i know yeah the marvel movies are almost notorious for they will put they will film scenes just for the trailers that aren't in the movies um and so i actually kind of appreciate that from trailers that like they can get you excited give you the tone of the movie but not actually give things away actually to some extent mislead you about what a movie is going to be like but like even so trailers are iffy and people are even worse than trailers about just giving everything away uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, especially with what you're saying. Like, I, I don't watch trailers for the same reason. If it's going to be about a movie I want to see. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have much more to say. We'll say, first of all, Endgame was com- Avengers Endgame was completely spoiled for me. Like, outright 100%. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I saw it really a few weeks late, which in general is not late at all. But I did see it a few weeks after it came out. And one of the I, – I keep bringing this up. And it was probably, I think, the first rant, one of the first rants I ever did on the show was the Snapchat uh, Discover page or whatever it's called. The very first block on that page straight up spoiled the ending to Endgame for me. So I, and I don't even care about Avengers, but I was so offended that they would put a blatant spoiler like that, that I, I straight up reported the, uh, the the page for offensive content. Because uh, <laughs> it's one of those spam accounts anyway with a bunch of worthless bullshit. But Endgame was spoiled for me and it was pretty annoying even though i don't really care that much about the franchise anyway um that that's a shame yeah that's a shame and the thing is like i kind of get it whenever like a like a person with like 150 followers post something it's like all right that's dumb but like your 150 followers follow you for some reason and so like if they are upset about it they can individually talk to you about it but like when yeah. like a news organization or I, that may be painting them in too positive of a light but like <laughs> yeah so that's generous some sort of organization that's paying money to have their content in front of people like they don't need to be talking about spoilers because it's like that can come up in front of people who are not intentionally following them and that's ridiculous right right i i have one more thing to say here and and you this is something that you brought up at the very beginning of your rant you said that you mute stuff for game of thrones which i totally get uh, your people like mm-hmm. you is why I don't specifically say Game of Thrones when I'm talking about Game of Thrones, so I can increase that coverage because I'm just a <laughs> selfish bitch like that. <laughs> but uh, I don't mute anything on Twitter. I don't have a single word muted because so much of the bullshit that I see on that stupid, stupid website fuels what I discuss here. So <laughs> just I just wanted to throw that out there. That's not related to spoilers or anything, but uh, I don't use the mute function because I need that that crap to make its way onto the show today i mean my my rant might even be stronger had i not muted anything because I'll, I'll tell you what 
my entire feed every Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday following the Sunday release of a new Game of Thrones episode for a few weeks when the, this new season was out was purely Game of Thrones, even with me muting as many possible words as I could come up with. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what my feed would have been like had I not muted anything. It's a wasteland. <laughs> as someone who had watched the show and liked it and, and kept up with them as they came out and didn't have anything to spoil, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Is it my turn? Is it my turn yet? Is it my turn? I, I believe it's your turn, Zach. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is going to be a pretty biased rant. Um, it's it's pretty much going to be totally unrelatable topic to some people, but bear with me because <laughs> when I'm done, I think we can all come together as one and we can find a profound hatred for this subject together as one humanity. Um, all right. I'm excited. This is about short urinals. So I hate them, so please go on. Let me begin by saying I understand that some urinals need to be short for short people. And that's not only okay with me, that's a good thing. Short people have to pee too, and they deserve it. I'm not even that tall of a guy, but, you know, especially short people for one reason or another, they deserve a place to pee. I I know you keep saying short people, but I think it's worth mentioning that in a lot of cases, it's just children. (laughs) Well, that's true. I have like paragraphs of notes and it never crossed my mind that people under the age of 18 have to pee. I never once considered that a child may, I was thinking like little people or something, or I never once considered that a child may use a urinal. You've completely taken the legs out from underneath this rant. <laughs> no, that's okay. We can, we can, uh, we can come back stronger than ever because I do have a lot more to say. Uh, and I'm excited to hear it. And, Honestly, just disregard all the children and tell me what you got to say, Zach. So this 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 applies to right even even taking children into the factor uh, into factor. This 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 it still makes sense, right? Yeah. Some places exclusively have a short little potties, and it's just it's bad. It's a bad situation all around. First of all, let me say this, ladies: every man you have ever encountered is basically drenched in piss at any point of their lifetime. <laughs> And I, I, I'm really sorry to break this news to you. I know it's gross, and I'm sorry to betray my fellow sex in one of our darkest held secrets, but allow me to explain. When somebody uses a urinal, short or tall, pee splatters off of the backboard everywhere. I, I mean, I, I, Paul, you can confirm this. It's, it's horrible. It's disgusting. It's foul. Pee gets everywhere. I'm, I'm laughing because, like, I can't tell you how many times I've used a urinal, and I'm just like, damn it, I am covered in pee right now. Like, do I just not know how to use these? Like, what is going on? Pee splatters everywhere when you use a urinal. It's just like, I mean, if you've never been into a men's restroom, and if you've never used a, used a urinal, just take a water bottle, like one of those ones that, a Gatorade water bottle that athletes put up to their Facebook, uh, Facebook, whoa, uh, football helmet and squirt water into their mouths through the grate. And that's, that simulates pee and then just aim at a wall and look at how much uh, like splatter comes off that wall. It's, it it, it is foul. It's disgusting. (laughs) Somebody needs to design some kind of targeting system to point out where to pee per urinal so that splatter is minimized. I I mean, because every urinal is different, right? That's another bad thing. I myself have considered 
cataloging where to pee for each different urinal design. My office bathroom, for example, I've got a down pat. Uh, it's exactly one inch directly to the left of the maximum diameter of the drain and no splatter anywhere else. And you're, you're covering your hands, your, your ding dong, your shoes, your let your pant legs. They're all covered in pee. When you walk out of the bathroom, there's no way around it. You, you know, it's kind of funny. I, there's a specific design of urinal that I feel like I haven't seen in a long time that has like a dome over the drain. And those somehow seemed like the worst because that's splattering it in every direction. Yeah, well, I I don't even I don't pee in the dome in that case, but then anywhere else on anywhere else on the porcelain is going to splatter pee anywhere anyway. There's it's a it's a lose lose. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is kind of a callback to a previous rant I had. I don't even remember the episode, but I talked about how uh, I get stage fright. So I'm proud to report that ever since my first rant on peeing. Way back when, I haven't had any trouble peeing again. And if you're unfamiliar, <laughs> like I said, I get stage fright when I pee. So when I walk into a bathroom, uh, sometimes just nothing comes out because there are other people in the bathroom and I get, I'm get i scared. I don't, I, It's like a mental thing. I don't understand it, but it happens. I found that – so by the way, this is a follow-up. Um, I didn't get anyone who reached out to me to tell me that they suffered from the same – struggle i know that our audience was a lot smaller then so i'm going to tell myself that i'm still not the only one in the world to suffer from this condition <laughs> uh, and if you do suffer from that condition of stage fright when you pee in a public restroom please reach out i'd love to hear from you but i found that it's all about choosing a proper toilet location so i'm, I'm like mm. a jungle cat right like i can't have people behind me while i pee because they could pounce at any moment i need to be <laughs> able to i need to pee in somewhere that faces the the door typically the door to the restroom. It's weird, I know, but it, I, but that'll that'll prevent me. I I using that method and using the method I devo- developed previously in the other episode I talked about peeing, which uh, this is becoming a theme. Stop me if you heard this one, but uh, I distract myself by pulling down my pants and then thinking about literally anything else other than peeing, and I pick a location that's uh, kind of uh, protective from. For me, from predators, and and I have no issue peeing. But I've reached two additional problems. By solving this first problem, I've found myself confronting two more. First of all, like we just discussed, the splatter is a huge issue. I don't even understand, like, somebody, this is the only solution. And if I have to begin this crusade myself, then so be it. Somebody needs to catalog for the infinite designs of urinal in the world the proper location to aim your pee to minimize the splatter. There's no other way around it. The second issue is I'm no longer as self-conscious about other people being in the bathroom as me when I pee. Like I said, I conquered that fear for the most part. Really proud of you. Thank you. Every time I pee, I feel like – I think that you may have mentioned this when I talked about this one last time is that every time I pee, it feels like it's just absurdly loud. And now people are staring at me, not because I can't pee, but because I'm peeing with entirely too much pressure. (laughs) And people are just judging me for the sheer force of impact on the wall, which maybe that may explain my horrible splatter problem, but you've just confirmed that you encountered it too. So I don't know, maybe I'm not alone. And like I uh, expressed on the previous topic from however long ago that was, for me, I don't have shyness about starting. For me, it's shyness about duration. Right. I just assume that someone's like counting down their head and that I finish after five seconds and they're like, 
that piece of shit only peed for five seconds and took up that <laughs> urinal when he could have just waited 30 minutes and then peed more. That's what I think people were thinking, which is completely absurd. But the splatter is very real. I just, I, this is more of a PSA than anything. If you've ever encountered anyone who has ever used a urinal, you need to assume, nay, you need to understand and accept they are covered head to toe in their and everyone else's urine because they truly are. And I know it's gross, but there's no other way around it. It's just, it's, it's pee everywhere on everything. And, and that's just the nature of living in a world with urinals. And this, this really branched off from a rant about short urinals. And, and, and that's why the, the child revelation didn't really mean anything to me because in the end, I guess it was all about peeing in general. And, and you know, I will say, the thing about short urinals for me, since you kind of brought them up, was I think frequently the ratio of large, like, adult urinals to child urinals is never appropriate. It's always <laughs> like, there's like three child urinals and two adult ones. It's like, how many children do you think there are at this place? Um, and the, my issue is that I feel like I've experienced that with like the smaller urinals for, for, for women who are unacquainted, there's usually a wall of urinals in a men's restroom. If you're lucky, there might be like a privacy wall kind of in between. If you're not, then good luck. You're going to see a lot of dicks. Sometimes you might find Uh, yourself peeing into a trough. Like if it's like a stadium or something, that's very, which as a kid, it used to be the best. And as an adult, it's just like a terrifying experience where see how much uh, ice you melt. Yeah. If you're Uh, the chicken. Yeah. That's true. That's what I was thinking of. But, um, but like for whatever reason, I think it's because the P has further to travel. So it's not just the pressure, but the added velocity from gravity that something about the smaller urinals, it causes even more splash going in even more directions. Yes. And that's where, that's where the remainder of the rant took off. That's where the branch happened is I, I got to thinking about just having to pee at a short urinal, which is humiliating in its own right. But the splatter is just so much worse. And it must be the gravity. Must be. Um, that's uh, I kind of run out of steam there. I, that's really all I had to say. I just l- would like to remind anyone who's uh, had trouble peeing before, please reach out to me because I feel kind of alone in this respect. And I'd love to hear from you. And you know, Zach, this is <laughs> potentially very appropriate for the topic. But I actually have to pee really bad right now. <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll take a break yeah i i'm gonna go ahead and go um and you can keep this in or not but i'm gonna go pee oh it's in it's in okay well that's gonna conclude the prepared rant section of the show and it's also gonna conclude paul's piss break so with that i think we can leave that behind us and move on into the random rant section of the show yeah let's do it as a reminder um, we basically have a whole list that Paul and I never see of topics that people have submitted and that, uh, have been put together for us that we reference and we just basically pull them out of a hat and try to find something to hate about them. If you want to get your random rant read on the show, we would love to have it. We got plenty of room. And as a matter of fact, our goal is to have every single random rant we read on the show submitted by a listener. So you can do so by emailing notallbadshow 
at gmail.com with the subject line, three words and three words only. That's random rant idea and have your random rant idea in the subject, uh, in the body of the text. And you can have uh, as many or as few ideas as you want, but we'd love to hear from you there. That being said, my fancy spreadsheet came up with a random number of three. And when I put that into the spreadsheet, it comes out with airplane food but in a 90s stand-up way. This is the second of three ideas submitted by Adam. Thanks, Adam. Once I reach the third, I'll make sure to reply to that nice email that I'm sure you sent. But uh, yeah, so airplane food with the specific caveat of talking about it in terms of a 90s stand-up way, which uh, is going to be kind of a unique concept for the show, but I guess we're forced to explore it by the nature of the random rant concept and uh, see if we can come up with something good with it see what we can do uh do you want me to start or you want well to start? that's all uh, asking that question is the worst start of all so if you've got something just run <laughs> with it man oh boy i have to act like i'm a stand-up uh oh well what's what's the deal uh with someone submitting airplane food because that's a weird topic to start with so we, um, so I, I need to remind you like I, I know we've been this is episode 15 i know we haven't been doing it for too long but Typically, we rant about the topics they presented and not ranting about the rant topics that they presented via email. Like, we're not going to rant about the email they submitted. We'll rant about what they said in the email. Very fair. Yeah, you want me to, uh, <laughs> let's, see if I can, let's see if I can strike a vein here, a vein of comedy gold. I'm just going to wing it. I mean, go I'm just going to go for it. So uh, what's, the deal with, uh, what's the deal with airplane food, right? They... Uh, uh, they what a bag of peanuts? I mean, come on! I've never ridden. Uh, I've never ridden first class. They actually give meals on this uh, this hunk of junk. That's all. That's all, that's all I got. God damn it! <laughs> I'm out. All right. Well, I'm gonna take this in a nerdy direction, which is I read at some point that apparently things taste different when you're t- flying at 30,000 feet or whatever this it is. Better, by the end of it, I better be pissed off and not impressed because this is not the positive rant <laughs> yet. Oh, boy. Um, I That is the extent of what I know. Things apparently can just taste different when you're that high. Different or better or worse or, or just, just different plus or minus in any direction. You don't know. I almost want to say that our taste, like the food as it interacts with our taste buds there is less flavor delivered, and so things just taste different when you're at 30,000 okay. feet. That's literally all I know. I, I, I'm going to assume <laughs> that that's why I like the the roasted peanuts. Like, if I get roasted peanuts on a, an air, uh, on a flight, I'm like, hell yes. Hell yeah. I, I freak out. I love peanuts. I don't fall asleep on airplanes explicitly because I want the peanuts. But if you hand me a bowl of peanuts I mean, on land on on the planet Earth, I I might as well like slap them off the table and have them scatter across the dining room floor. Like I like peanuts, but come on, like you're gonna feed me a bitch snack like that when I'm on land and I got a whole pantry full of food and you're gonna give me peanuts. But somehow on the plane, it's like fine dining, right? I get up on the air on the airline and I'm all about it. Like I I want those peanuts, but they've made a switch to. I know we've kind of pivoted. All right, we're no longer doing '90s comedy. But first of all, Adam, it's unfair to pin a theme on us like that, right? We're a free spirit, and we run on our own. And I found a vein, and I'm gonna run with it. So we're ditching '90s comedy. Do it. We're going airplane food straight up and down. What the hell is the deal with a transition from peanuts, the classic American nut legume, 
of peanuts. <laughs> you heard it here. For, that's planters, the classic American legume. legume. You can see it on the f***ing tin. But when I'm in the plane, they've made the transition from uh, Southwest has done this. I know United has done this. They're going to hand me a bag of crackers. I can get crackers on planet Earth. I don't need you to hand me crackers in the plane. Give me some oven-roasted peanuts with the cinnamon on them. Crackers are crackers are a landlubber food, and I'm sick of it. I don't know why. What's special about Ritz? I can go to the store and buy those, but these prepackaged Southwest cinnamon honey roasted peanuts, I can't get those at H-E-B. And you're going to insult me by giving me a, a, a land snack in the airplane? It's just, frankly, it's disrespectful. Okay, and, and it, it it, to really all the Southwest, United, American, Spirit executives, I don't think Spirit does snacks, let's be honest. You're lucky if you get to your location without a broken arm in Spirit. Probably, but, probably costs as much as the ticket. <laughs> right, so. yeah, exactly. They nickel and dime you for each individual peanut you consume. But let me, let me point this out to all executives, airline executives listening to the show right now, because I know there are many. Ditch the crackers. Probably our biggest audience. Ditch them. Ditch the crackers. It's be- it's peanut time, baby. Welcome to 2019. All right, year of the nut. And I better not get an. I'm going on a flight in July, so help me God if you hand me crackers, I'm gonna throw a bitch fit. I'm a nut man all the way, and you can take that sound bite. And use that wherever you'd like. And I say that every time on the show because somehow I find my way backing myself into an innuendo corner every time I get heated. And I just got to run with it. But I'm 100% on the nut train now. All aboard. I have a few things to say about airline food that are almost entirely unrelated to your infatuation with peanuts. Okay. Um, (laughs) One of which is I get... A weird anxiety about them bringing around the food cart that I I can sleep on airplanes and I enjoy doing so, but I have an intense FOMO that I am worried that I'm going to miss out on some great snack or great drink that's like, they're giving me something for free, I better take advantage of this, and I'll be like on the verge of falling asleep, I'm like, but they haven't brought the snack yet, have they? <laughs> and then I keep myself awake every time, because I'm somehow convinced that it's going to be some awe-inspiring experience whatever food it is that they give me and so i for whatever reason find the need to keep myself awake in order to experience the airline food which in the last couple examples at least with uh american airlines i'd shout them out but i have literally no allegiance it was just the cheapest ticket I could buy. <laughs> uh but <laughs> it they give you like a it's some kind it's a biscotti what? It sounds fancy, but what that basically means... It, it sounds fancy, but basically what it is, it's a prepackaged cookie that has very little flavor. It's a very bland cookie. Okay. Um, and they call it a biscotti. Bullshit. <laughs> they can't put biscotti on the package if it's just bad. You can't use it. You can't use Italian to describe something that's just a prepackaged... It, it's oh, it's like a that's ridiculous. It's 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 basically like one of those. Oh, words are escaping me. It's like a plain cookie, not gingerbread, like a shortbread oh, right. cookie, like that. And they just call it biscotti, which makes no it's sense one, to me. It's a, but it's they do cookie. nonetheless. Yeah. This shit is like that's like hardtack. Like, what are we on? Like, are we sailing to the new world 
from Portugal? Like, what <laughs> is this? I'm, I'm, I have to dunk this into my old ass beer, my warm beer, so I don't get, the, so I get the bugs off of it. Because I'm in the dark, dank hold of a ship. I'm in the brig. What? Come on, it's 2020. We can fly through the sky to any destination within hours. And you expect me to eat a, a bad shortbread cookie? And you just because you call it biscotti? <laughs> I know one. I, I'll tell you one thing that, that that sailors didn't have back in the day. One thing they did have was hardtack. One thing they didn't have oven roasted peanuts. Now that is a classy. That is a classy snack. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I appreciate your commitment to it as the ultimate traveling snack. Well, I mean, I'm I'm doomed here, right? Like there's not there's not a lot to say about this topic, so I'm just going to have to repeat the same thing over and over again. <laughs> the the other thing that comes to mind is if you've ever been on a really long most likely international Never. flight, they do include like some kind of meal um which first of all is kind of like I it's dumb for me that I feel like they're treating me somehow special cuz it's like well, this is a 15-hour flight. You better give me some kind of food. Like, this is ridiculous. But I will... Even on short flights, they will give you a menu with food options and a million drink options that are way overpriced. It's like the the cheapest whiskey ever. It's like $20. It's like 12 bucks for a Bud Light, like half a can. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, let's be honest... I feel like they're just trying to appeal to alcoholics who can't go a few hours without a drink. Because it's like, who else is going to be like, hell yeah, Bud Light, give me two of those for 25 bucks. <laughs> <Right>. Like, <laughs> what, who are they appeal- Who buys those? They have entire menus dedicated to your two-hour flight having alcoholic beverages available for absurd prices. Did I talk about uh, – I believe I talked about first-class flying on one of my positive rants at some point. Oh, you did, and the they gave you. Free yeah, drinks. so I will say, drinking on a plane is like an all-time move. Like that's incredible. That's such a good experience. But when you're not bumped up to first class for free on accident, like I was, then the the prices are prohibitively expensive. It's just not worth it. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like it. I understand that for some people money's not an issue, but I imagine even if I were rich enough that, that that money didn't matter, there's part of me that's like, I still don't like, I don't appreciate feeling like I'm being screwed over when I buy something, even if I have the money to afford it. And so I feel like I still wouldn't buy a $15 right. Bud Light. Yeah, I mean, totally. It's like, where else are you going to go? The bar down the street, asshole? You're in a plane. <laughs> that's why I hate it. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, Screw you. Airlines are just horrible anyway. It's, just, it's such an it's such an unfairly easy beat the dead horse to death topic. So that's right. I said beat a dead horse to death. What are you going to do about it? Well, Zach, I'm not trying to beat off a dead horse here, but do you want to move on? Whoa, to that the, is not what I po- said. <laughs> you ready to move on to the positive? Rants? Nothing would make me happier. You just threw me a life, a uh, life ring, a life preserver. Perfect. Uh, so you went first on the rant. The God, I keep getting those mixed up. But you went first on the prepared rant. So oh, I, I did. guess it's my turn to go on a positive rant. Uh, I I uh, feel like I, I'm gonna pat myself on the back here. I did a pretty good job on my little my little uh, talking point so far. Prepare to be disappointed. Hey, welcome <laughs> to uh, 48 minutes into the show. So glad to have you. Um, now is the point where you can probably safely skip ahead a minute or two. I don't really have much to say, but. 
Uh, my positive rant today is, is about uh, GPS. So oh. GPS is just such a necessary part of my existence. And I will say, before anyone starts um, kind of making assumptions about me, I am not bad with directions at all. In fact, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'll have you know, I have my orientation merit badge from Boy Scouts. Oh. Oh, uh, no, but I, I am. Uh, I know I, they I, gave you a badge for knowing your orientation. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I know exactly my way around. That's exactly the kind of laugh I expected. <laughs> it's the one you deserved as well. <laughs> Thank you. I know my way around pretty well, and it, it only usually takes me once or twice to go somewhere before I know how to get there again or to get back, right? Like, I, I am pretty good with directions. Yeah. Um, a lot of people complain about getting directions in terms of, like, turn east or something, um, and that means nothing to them, which is fair. But usually for me, that that works. I that I can get by yeah. with that. I understand that. So I'm not I'm not here to say that I'm bad with directions, but I rely on GPS so so much anyway. Not only I mean, mm-hmm. it requires no cognitive effort. If I'm trying to get from point A to point B, I can probably do that based on directions and street names myself, right? Mm-hmm. Unless it's somewhere that I've if far away that I've never been there before, I usually can make it. But that requires so much thinking. Come on, just plug it into the G- GPS and get there. It's so much easier. I use it extremely frequently. I use it as like <clears throat> a to help me find like I mean you can just search something right. You think oh I need to go to um, I want to go to the liquor store today. I guess to, in the theme of this episode, which spoiler <laughs> alert, if you can't tell, Paul and I have been drinking quite a bit before recording, but. Mm. If I need to find a liquor store, I can just plug one in and see where the closest one is to my current location. I mean, that's great. I don't have to – I may know where one is, but I don't know where the closest one is, right? True. So handy in that respect. It's great for – this is kind of unre- – I mean, it's not un- underrated by any stretch of the imagination. But it's something that when someone says, oh, let me plug it into my GPS, it's not something that comes to the forefront of your mind. And that is perfect for traffic. Right, because yes. it gives you it gives you updates on traffic and, and the the fastest route to take, not just how to get there, but the fastest way to get there, which is key. That is key. There's just there's no messing around with maps or shit like that. There's no preparation required. If you're going on a long trip, if you're driving across the entire state, just plug it in and go. You don't have to do any prep work. You don't have to print off maps. You don't have to read a map. I've got a map in my car just for emergencies when the cellular cellular service is out. But if I'm going somewhere, just plug it in and drive. It's going to tell you the fastest route anyway. Just go. It's so easy. And, and there are implications, right, of Google knowing where you and everything else are at all times. But for this argument, let's ignore that. All right, we'll just ignore that for now. Um, with that being said, I mean, the technology is getting even creepier. The other day, I... Uh, I looked up Best Buy. It showed me the nearest Best Buy. But not only did it show me that this is on Google Maps, by the way, on my phone. Not only did it show me the nearest Best Buy, it literally showed me the inside of that Best Buy, like where each individual <laughs> shelf was and what that shelf contained, like all on Google Maps. It was crazy. You could zoom if you zoomed in far enough. This was like the TV section, and this was this, the cellular phone section and the uh, the car audio equipment section. It was, frankly, it was terrifying. But apparently, they can do that now. So. Chew on that, I guess. I know this is a positive rant, so I won't take this branch and run with it as far as I'd like. But by the way, let me just say, Apple Maps is garbage. It's dog shit. (laughs) 
It is dog shit. If you're using Apple Maps, screw your head on right. Get on that Google Maps train immediately. And I'm telling you right now, if you're on Apple, if you use Apple Maps regularly, and you hear me saying this, you're thinking to yourself, "I know. I've, I've met like I've converted like a dozen people to this train of thought." You're hearing me say this, and you're going, "No, no, come on." Apple Maps is fine. I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. I promise you, within a week of you hearing this episode, next time you use Apple Maps, it's going to screw you. It's going to miss an exit. It's going to tell you to drive somewhere that doesn't exist. The street name won't be on the Apple Maps. It's going to hoe you in some way, and you're going to come crawling back to me, and you're going to say you're sorry, and you're going to download Google Maps. It's a far superior service. You need to use it now. Because every time I've had this conversation with somebody, they've said the same thing. No, Apple Maps is fine. And then literally when I'm in the car with them on the same trip after making fun of them for using Apple Maps, Apple Maps will screw us and we'll be like 15 minutes later than we would have because of their foolishness. I'm telling you right now, you got to go Google. You got to. And with that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm out. I'm going to add a few things to that. <clears throat> One of which is in terms of competitors trying to inch in on the maps territory the the thing i consistently hear from my parents and other older people is that Waze is apparently good i don't really understand what Waze is i don't i am fine with google maps it has served me well but a bunch of people keep trying particularly my parents or my parents friends try to convince me that something called Waze is a good option uh-huh. and i Comp- I'm I'm not I don't even have a good reason for it, but I just choose to believe that's not a good service. Um, <laughs> we're gonna say something. I don't use Waze. I've heard the same thing. Um, a lot of people think Waze is superior. I haven't really spent any time with it myself, for the most part. But I specifically avoid using Waze because apparently they get all their data from Google anyway. Really? Uh, and I know oh. that they say Waze is supposed to point out the location of like speed traps and it's supposed to do traffic better. But the problem with ways that I've come to understand is if it's something that you take typically, right? Like if you're, you know, I don't know. I'm not the kind of person who has to use Google maps. Every time I go to somewhere that I go, I, I've gone to multiple times, but if you're that kind of person ways will reroute you, it's it live updates so that it tends to, Right, so Waze will say that this particular street has a lot of traffic. So it'll tell you a way to go around that street, but everyone who uses Waze will begin to go around using a different street, and then that street will become congested. So it just kind of moves the problem around until it has to come up with yeah. another solution. And to me, Google Maps is fine. I don't, I'm not concerned with speed traps uh, anyway, and then I don't really care about getting places the fastest if it's not a multiple-hour drive. And Waze yeah. isn't going to be any better to multiple hour drive than, than Google Maps anyway. So I, I'm good with Google Maps. I like its interface better for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing I was going to mention is that I remember back in the day, uh, frequently you you would have to print out maps, which people older than us are probably like, well, we remember when you had to buy physical maps and figure out how to get there. But for me as a kid, right. I remember my parents having me print off like a map, map quest, quest map. Yep. And they're like, thank goodness those days are done. Because I, like, if you get off a little bit, it's like, well, crap. Like, where do I go now? Don't know. Because this piece of paper only assumed that I could make every turn perfectly. Right. Or that every road is open. Um, 
<clears throat> and so thank goodness those days are gone because that was that that seemed so nice at the time but thank goodness we we had the next next natural progression which was it just telling us where to go as we went absolutely yeah. um and yeah i'm thankful for that um will, you should have map you should not map quest you should have a physical map in your car in case of emergencies yeah uh, just a little a little psa for you a little it's a little driving tip from zach Put yourself a physical Texas map that you get at a road stop in your car, just in case. But yeah, thank God that Matt Quest has died because that's just uh, nobody needs that. Mm, absolutely not. I'm out of stuff to say, so if if it's your time to shine. Mm. Well, Zach, I am. You might notice that movies are on my mind because my positive rant is about movies as well. Um, I know you're a very movie-centric person. I'm not personally, but that's come up before, so I'm not exactly surprised. I have brought up before that I just... Well, the funny thing is, it's come up a lot for me because I used to not be a person that watched movies, like, at all. Like, my friends used to get pissed at me because they'd be like, how have you not seen this movie? It's like, chill out. Like, I haven't seen it. Um, But And that was me for a long time. And recently, I've been watching more movies, both as they come out and catch up on older good movies. But... What I'm wanting to talk about today specifically is how I've realized that movie theaters have become a pretty great experience in that for a long time, movie theaters started to feel like they were on the outs because you could just wait for a movie to come out on DVD slash Blu-ray or digital streaming, whatever. Uh And it's like, why would you ever go to a movie theater? But I feel like movie the and and so for a long time I I never used to go to the movies like to a movie theater, and it was kind of like movie theaters kind of seemed like they were dying and it, I kind of felt like good riddance like who cares like I'll just wait and I'll just watch movies at home that's fine, but <laughs> in the last few months I've come around to probably more like the last year I've come around to movie theaters for multiple reasons because they I feel like they've effectively adapted to fit to, to appeal to you beyond just watching a movie at home for one every single movie theater that i've been to in the last couple cities i've lived in has updated their chair situation to where the chairs at a lot of movie theaters like recline you can put up armrests to where if you're there with a date you can like sit closer to them or put your arm Ooh. around them like yeah really romantic stuff uh like they've just generally become way more comfortable and For giving sure. you tons of leg room to where, like, there's a lot less seats in theaters, but the seats that there are in there are way more comfortable. And then, like, a lot of increasingly you can buy alcohol or food at theaters beyond just, like, the Dr. Pepper in a popcorn situation. Right. Um, and then also, movie theaters used to suck because... Oh, yeah. If it was a movie that you that was coming out that you like wanted to see, you'd have to get there hours early to make sure you got a ticket. And even then you'd have to stay at the theater cause they weren't assigned. And so you'd have to be like, well, I hope that we find a couple seats next to each other so we can watch this together. And now at first when they came out with reserved seating, I was like, this is dumb. I don't like this. But then I realized I was just an idiot because now you can <laughs> buy a movie ticket days ahead of time and show up as the movie is starting and have seats reserved. And that's fantastic. Um, it's really changed the scene for the better. I think that everything is reserved and comfortable because it's like, now you can show up. 
there's an expectation that your phone's away. So like, there, don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for watching movies or TV at home. And it's very great to be on your own couch and you're at home. But there's something about going to a theater to see something that you're excited about where you have no distractions. You're in a comfortable chair. Um, and I don't know. I recently saw John Wick 3 in theaters. If you haven't seen the John Wick movies, fantastic. And there's something just fun about like people were literally cheering at different points. Like the entire theater was cheering and clapping. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's just like, I don't think I've ever been to a movie like that. There was something like special about it. Like I don't go to movies like that very often, but when it does happen, it's like, there's something special about being at a theater to experience like a crowd enjoying it together. Right. That was really enjoyable. Right. Um, so are you done? Yeah, that's basically all I have to say about that. I don't really relate to the reserved seating thing because I never, I have never before and don't really intend to ever go to see a movie right before, like when it's so huge that there's going to be a massive crowd there. Mm -hmm. Never really encountered that. But I, I have never realized this myself, but you bring up such an amazing point that the fact that now theaters are so comfortable to sit in and watch like used to going to the movie theater was like it was worse than watching it at your own home because yeah other than the large screen every other factor was completely blown out of the water by your own setup at your own house yes (laughs) but now like those seats are so comfortable they have a lot of them have those trays where you can put stuff the cup holder situation is is resolved the arm the elbow room situation is resolved for the most part really mm-hmm. up their game and i'm so appreciative of that i don't think i would have ever really realized that but that is key it's a good point yeah i i really never went to movies for years and part of that is because as a kid you'd have to show up early you'd have to like hope you got good seats and then it was uncomfortable like the seats were like ratty like ripped up yeah and i don't know really gross I, I guess all the theaters decided simultaneously we're gonna make this a luxury experience but now they're just way more comfortable i'm, I'm here for it i i completely agree good good rant <laughs> Thank you, Zach. <laughs> well, we've reached the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can like us on SoundCloud, subscribe. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. I'd really like to see more of those. Um, that would be awesome. It's, it takes no time at all, so that'd be great. Uh, you can also find us on Google Play and Spotify. So we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we're on Twitter. That's at Not All Bad Show, and we'd love to hear from you there. Also on our email not all bad show at gmail.com as a reminder you can email us a random rant idea please do so we'd love to hear from hear from you and and be able to talk about your thing on the show uh to do so just include in the subject line random rant idea and put your random rant idea in the body uh we say this every time but please tell your friends about the show if you liked what you heard today um and uh we i just want to spend a little bit more time on it because we really do want to grow the show and uh, it's been growing, but we'd like to see it grow even more. Because uh, to be honest, at this point, just laying it out all on the table here, uh, mm. pretty much all of Paul and I's friends who are going to listen to the show are listening right now. That's you. <laughs> and that, that well has kind of run dry. So if you like the show, please tell someone about it. Just tell someone else you know to check us out. Uh, I know it's kind of a little awkward to say, hey, I heard this podcast you might like. Not saying that you shouldn't do that, but... I get it. It can be kind of awkward. So next time uh, you're getting on, a, you're on a road trip with somebody or something like that, just 
pop on your favorite episode, just real sneaky like, and then out of the corner of your eye, look and see if they're enjoying it, if they have a look of pleasure or disgust or whatever. You, you've done your part. Just Hopefully both at the same time. Hopefully both at the same time, yeah. If it's like the, all the piss talk that we had today, maybe <laughs> they were disgusted and, and they were enjoying it. So that would be ideal. But um, please reach out to, to other people. We've kind of uh, – I think we've kind of reached the limit of, of people that we personally know that are going to listen. So we'd love to to have a few more people on board. That'd be super cool. So, Paul, you have anything else to add before we wrap everything up here? That's all I got, Zach. All right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 15 of Not All Bad. Uh, I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman, as always. As always. And this has been Not All Bad. Thank you so much for listening. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs>